This lady doesn't need an introduction because her family has been known in the area forever. And actually, I found out some interesting things from her on this episode. I didn't realize there were a couple other businesses that they own. I was just floored. But it was an honor to actually speak with her. And like I said, she doesn't need an introduction because everybody knows her. So let's just go ahead and get this thing started. Welcome to Hartford Business Beat, featuring members of the Hartford County Chamber of Commerce, sponsored by Hartford County Living, bringing you all the good positive news, businesses, events, organizations, people, and just everything great here in Hartford County. Go to HartfordCountyLiving.com and find out more. I'm your host, Rich Bennett. Let's go meet some members of the Chamber. We have the honor to sit here with Sarah Klein of, of course, Klein's family, ShopRite, who's been a member of the Chamber. Oh, my God. How long have you been a member of the Chamber? I don't even know. I, I know it's been a very long time. We've, we've been around for a while. No, really? Just a few years. <laughs> so for those of you that don't know Sarah and Klein's, then you've been living under a rock. Uh, but as she said, you know, God, the store has been 1925 was our first store. Really? Yeah. Wow. I didn't even know that. Mm -hmm. And where was that? Was that the one in Bel Air? No, that was actually in Falston by the train, old train station. My grandfather and his parents opened that up and then that closed when my grandfather went to the war and then when they came back, when he came back from the war, they decided to open up another store. And that is at um, uh, 24 and Jarrettsville Road. And that is, and that was the real original first store. Is that's so. Wow. I didn't realize it was that, that far back. Yeah. And then long story, a short story, I guess maybe I'll make it short. Um <laughs> Then I think 1979, um, they decided to start building the Forest Hill store, which is at 23 and 24. Mm-hmm. And they moved from 24 and Jarrett's Hill Road over to the big store in Forest Hill. So how many stores total are there now? So we have nine stores and we go across um, all of Hartford County. We have two stores in Baltimore County and one store in Baltimore City. You do? We do. Yeah. How long has the one been in the city? Oh, since like 2014. I didn't, man, yeah. I didn't realize that. And you also have what, just one liquor store? We have a liquor store at uh, Beer Till Liquors, and then we also have a bowling alley, Farce Till Lanes. Oh, come on. What? Yeah. <laughs> okay. okay. Is there any other surprises that we don't um, know about? Not that I know of, but I mean, <laughs> sometimes people say something and I'm like, oh, we do? I don't think so. <laughs> Forest Hill Lanes is yeah. belongs to the family as well? Yeah, my my family built that, I want to say, in the 80s. They had the, we own the whole property right there. And I don't know why they came up with the bowling alley, but they did. And my uncle, Mike, runs that now. So, um, and we had the restaurant there. So growing up as a kid... When we owned the restaurant part two, my grandparents right. ate there every single night for dinner. 
And my dad and mom would take us down there like pretty much almost every night and eat dinner with, with my grandparents. So Wow. Well, that's why they have the bowling alley, Sarah. It's because that way when they finish work at the grocery store, <laughs> that they can come over, eat dinner, and then... You know, go bowling. I don't know if my grandparents ever bowled, but maybe. Or they can watch the people bowl. Yeah, they probably watched it. <laughs> wow, that's amazing. I didn't realize you guys had all that. How many generations? So I am, the, I guess, fourth generation, maybe. Wow. Yeah. So right wow, now in the business, it is myself, my brother, Marshall, who runs our company, and then I have three cousins, um, Stephen, David, and Jacob, and then also my Uncle Mike. So, wow. Yep. Wow. So, and you guys have been big in the community for, well, four generations, yeah. of course. Yeah. Um, and a lot of people don't, I, I, well, I don't want to say a lot of people, but I, there are some people, especially newer people mm-hmm. moving to Harford County that don't realize what a, uh, a big supporter of everything in not just Harford County, but Baltimore County mm-hmm. as well, that you guys are. Uh, which makes a big difference when it comes to supporting local. Yes. That's why, you know, I think it's very important. People need to go shopping, you know, at Klein's and Beard Hill Liquors. Yeah. And then finish the evening off bowling at Forest Hill Lane. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll <laughs> love that if that was your daily routine. <laughs> so as far as the business goes, mm-hmm. what is, especially now, because um, with everything going on, what's one of the biggest, I guess, struggles you guys have seen Um, have you overcome it employment we are Mm -hmm. really struggling with employees right now no matter what we do how we try to recruit people it's a constant struggle we're about 200 probably 250 300 associates down right now and across our whole company so it's really a struggle so people I understand their frustration when, you know, we, they have the deli kiosk and the self-checkouts mm-hmm. and all the automated things now we use. But if we don't have those, we probably won't won't even be able to open a register. I, I got a phone call the other day from one of the stores that they only had one cashier for the entire day. And, wow. you know, people call out, people are sick. And because we have the self-checkouts there, we're actually able to have six more registers that one person can man. So as much as people get frustrated and upset, mm-hmm. we are our biggest challenge right now is our workforce is getting people in the door, hiring, recruiting. And then once they're in, keep making them show up every day. Why do you think that is? Because you, you hear that. And then other people will say, what do you mean? Employment's up there. That's, that's a myth. So, I mean, why do you think it is um, a, a struggle finding people? I think you know, people don't really want to work in a grocery store. They don't see, they don't see like a bigger picture of what they can do in the future. Um, so I, and I also think that everybody's out there throwing money at anybody that walks in their door. Right. So, you know, a warehouse might be offering $17 an hour. We might be offering 16 and they go to a warehouse job the next day and they're saying, Oh, I'll, I'll give you 17. And like, okay, I'll go there instead. So, um, you know, it's, it's really hard. It's a constant struggle. I do think, you know, we do have a lot of really long-term associates that have been with us for 10, 20, 30 years. Right. And we just did, um, a video with one of our associates who said he started out as a cashier or I think he was a frozen clerk actually just after high school. And now he's worked his way all the way up to being an assistant store manager. 
So, you know, if you do really stick with us, there is a future. I think yeah. that's one of the things that sets us aside from a lot of other companies is that because we are family owned and we are in the stores every day, we do meet our associates. We do know who you are. We do know, we do know information about you. I know probably more than I should about some of our associates just because I talk to them all the time. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they kind of tell me their life story and they now they'll stick with us and they they're a little more committed to being a part of our business and our family. Um, and we have lots of associates that started out pushing carts or as a cashier and have grown into the store in the store management. So, see, and I think that might be like a myth when it comes to you know working in retail. A lot of people believe they can't make a career out right. of it, and like you just said, I mean, you got people that have been there thirty years. Mm-hmm. You can make a career out of it. You so can. I don't understand why people are scared to, to – I think people are just scared. I think – I don't know. I Maybe it's more people are just lazier. I, I don't know about that. I think people <laughs> – I, mean, I think retail's really hard. I think yeah. dealing with the public and since COVID, people – you know, during COVID, people were really nice, really understanding. But then you come mm-hmm. out of it and, you know, people just aren't that nice. And they see somebody working in the deli or cashier or stocking shelves and they talk down to them and they're no different than you and I. And I don't, I don't know why, you know, people don't give more respect to, you know, everyone. You don't, you don't need to speak to people the way our associates get spoken to sometimes. And I think that's, you know, that's a deterrent. I see cashiers sometimes quit when some adult or they're 16 and some adults yelling at them because something didn't ring up right. They have no control over that. So... So, with, you know, in your field, what's probably one, I guess, important lesson that you've learned, um, you know, throughout your time, you know, for your career when it comes to this? That's hard. Um, I'd probably just say, like, be nice to everyone. You don't know what Mm -hmm. someone's story is. You know, we have customers come in or associates come in and they're angry and mad and Sometimes they just need to get it out. And sometimes you just need to be that venting block. And they're like, after they're done, they're like, okay, I'm fine now. Thank you. But it's hard. To, it's hard to be that. And sometimes we take everything, especially my family, we take everything very personally. Mm-hmm. So if someone comes in and complains about the store, we take it really personal. We're like, you're, that's our business you're, you're upset about. And we want to fix it right away. And sometimes I have to step back and go, I can't fix it right away. I have to, you know read between the lines and right. talk to this person and talk to that person and kind of really see what happened and then go about how to fix it or if it does need to be fixed. But I think maybe patience, maybe that's a good thing. Cause I'm not a very patient person. So right. I've had to like learn patience in this job. Wow. Now when you were in in school, did, I mean, did you already oh, yeah. know that you were going to be yeah. working there? I, yeah. So I always tell the story how I got started in the business was my dad used to take me in on snow days. And when I was a kid, like the whole county would shut down. Right. And the county, um, the snow plows and the firehouses would come to our store and get food for however many days they needed. So my dad used to take me in to be the cashier. And I, that's how I learned to be a cashier. And then once I was actually legally able to work, I started working in the business. I started out as a cashier and I worked my way up. I went to college and went in right with business. I knew I wanted to come back and work in the grocery stores. And that's what I did. So, Wait a minute. 
your family owned the business and you still started out as a cashier. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I worked in seafood. So, oh, really? I managed a seafood department. I, I was not I was not put through anything special. I was put through all the normal jobs everybody else did. I love that because I think a lot of people figure just because your name's on there that sometimes you were just put you know into a top position. No. And that's you can't learn the business no. unless you've basically started from the ground yep. up. We used to have, I'll never forget this, when I would come home from college, we had this fudge we had in the store and it had to be cut for the holidays. And for some reason, they made me cut the fudge. Like I would sit in the bakery department with this huge block knife thing and cut fudge. And I was like, oh my gosh, I cannot believe this is what I'm doing for 12 hours a day. But that's what I did. All right, Sarah, between you and I, how much of that fudge did you eat while cutting Well, it? you know... I used to like be like a real big sweet person. And then when I worked in the bakery for a little, I was like, I can't eat sweets anymore. All I smell is sugar. (laughs) I'm sorry. Go ahead, Lauren. So Sarah, you said you worked in that. What departments did you work in as you were coming up? Um, You said you were a cashier. I worked cashier, customer service, seafood, bakery. Um, I stocked shelves. Dairy, frozen. I did not work in the deli. I worked in the deli department a little bit, but not. It wasn't one of the ones I really excelled too much in. But I learned how to wrap meat. Can't cut meat, but I can tell you the codes to put on it and wrap it. Um, I've kind of done everything. I've done our pricing, our backdoor receiving, our e-commerce. I mean, you name wow. it. I'm a, Holy cow. Yeah. Yeah, it's something you just mentioned there with the meat. A lot of people don't realize that's an art. At least I think it, it is. is. That's an art. Yeah. And how when it comes to that, because, I mean, that term, they're butchers, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. How hard is it to, to find butchers? Because technically that's it a is. trade. It is. It is a trade. It's, it's getting harder and harder um, because a lot of other grocery stores are cutting out having butchers in their store. What? Yeah. A lot of them get stuff prepackaged in and it's easier, but we still have butchers in our stores. So it is, it's, but it is one of the departments that pay more. So you do get people that want to be an apprentice in the meat department because they can learn how to cut. And that is, you know, like everyone says, they don't see a career being a butcher is a career. People do Mm -hmm. still see. Oh yeah. It's, and I watch the videos, you know, I go to YouTube university Mm -hmm. sometimes and watch the videos of these guys and it's just amazing. They make it look so easy. Mm-hmm. They have a, where, they have an art form. Yeah. I mean, they could sit there and cut a, you know, a side of beef in no time mm-hmm. where it would take me an hour just to cut a little roast. Right, exactly. <laughs> I know whenever I, I get a tenderloin, I go, "Hey guys, can you cut this in steaks for me?" Because if I do it, it's like going to be forever. I'm like, or can you trim this up and tie it for me? So. Yeah. I, man. And that's, I love that because a lot of people don't realize too, when you go to the grocery store and you guys have butchers, mm-hmm. that's something that they can do for you. Yeah. So you can order it like that, um, which is a big plus as well. Yes. So Sarah, when it comes to the chamber and mm-hmm. like, you know, we said in the beginning, God, you guys have been with the chamber it seems like forever. So they're in um, the, in our system up to 2016, but that's when we started using our current system. So I'm sure that it's, it's been way before that. Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> has to be. Has to be. Um, 
what are because I know you guys have gotten benefits from the yeah. chamber, but if you can tell everybody what are some of the the biggest benefits that they can receive mm-hmm. by joining the chamber. I think by joining the chamber, the biggest benefit or benefit you can receive are the the relationships you can make. Um, we partner with a lot of chamber members on, you know, people don't think, oh, well, okay, you're a grocery store. I, you know, I can't help you, but mm-hmm. we always need plumbers, um, HVAC roofers, because we just, we are very um, good friends with Tar Heel Construction. Why does his name always come I know, up? <laughs> why? Because it's Joe. Because it's Joe Aylor. <laughs> yeah, it's Joe. Um, oh he, you know, we had a pretty big roof problem in one of our stores. And I was able to pick up the phone and call Joe, and he had his guys up there a couple hours later and taking care of our roof. Um, yeah. So I really think that, you know, the relationships you make and there's a phone you can pick up or an email you can send to someone if you need an answer. And I think that's really where the chamber comes in. You know, you, you actually can put a face to the people. You're right. not, it's not just, oh, I don't know who that person is. Oh, yeah, they're in the chamber, but you actually know who they are and... Um, yeah. Even if it comes to a bank, you know, a lot of banks are in the chambers, you know, okay, our associates might be looking for banking and, you know, I can um, refer them to a bank because I know someone there and that's really all through the chamber. And I think, you know, the luncheons and the meetings and I think, you know, just really getting out and being a part of the community and making it feel like you're not just a business by yourself, especially for small businesses. Mm-hmm. They probably have a lot of the same struggles we might have. And they don't think that, but once you're all talking, you realize everybody's fighting the same battles. And, you right. know, you can learn a lot from talking to people and have come up with different ideas and questions, conversations. So, so with your business, because you have a lot of employees, mm-hmm. do you, and I don't know if you can answer this or not, but do you know how many of your employees are act, actually active in the chamber? So we have more, it's like our store directors. They, I usually will take them to a chamber event with me if I go or send them. Okay. So not as much as of our um, line level associates, but I try to get our store directors more involved. Our one store director in Main Street, I think Jason's been involved in some things too. Okay. Uh, So very important question. Mm -hmm. And I should have asked you this in the beginning. Tell everybody the website and if you if you can where each of the stores are located. Sure. At. So you can go to shoprite.com for our website. We also have the charitable fund that so it's a Klein Shoprite charitable fund for um, donations. And then let me I gotta count my fingers to make sure I hit every store. <laughs> so we have the Farce Till store, which is located at twenty three and twenty four in Farce Till. We have the Main Street store, which is on Main Street, right at the very end of it, or I guess at the beginning. I don't know which way you look at it that way. <laughs> um, we have the Aberdeen store, which is in the Beard Hill Shopping Center. Um, we have the Festival store, which is in the Festival of Bel Air. The Riverside, which is in Riverside Shopping Center. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I'm getting my other hand now. So then we go to Cardiff, which is the Cardiff store, which is almost in Delta, but it's still considered Maryland. We have a store in Jacksonville, which is on Jarrettsville Pike. Mm-hmm. We have a store in Parkville, Pairing Parkway, which is in the Parkville Shopping Center, I think. Yes. And then we have our Howard Park store, which is on Liberty Heights Avenue. Wow. Yeah. Any plans on opening it up anymore? We would love to. Yeah, we're always looking. So 
We might have a couple up our sleeve, but we're not announcing anything yet. So I was going to say, I know where there's some empty buildings. At. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think everybody knows I where know, there's some empty buildings. At. It seems like Bel Air is a hotbed for grocery stores, though. So I don't know why. Yeah. Well, you know, I know there's there are some needed on the Route 40 corridor. Yeah. Maybe looking down there, too. I will that- say the shop rights are some of the better grocery stores, too. I sometimes go out of my way to go to a shop right instead of going to what's closer to me at home. Yeah. Yeah. We take Yeah, and that's one of the things I love about, you know, going there. It's very clean and you know, when it comes to customer service, the people that I've run into there are very friendly. Well thank you. It's good Um, to hear. We we try. We strive for that. Yeah. And with and with the rising costs, there everything has always been very reasonably priced and Compared to yeah. other stores, I've noticed that too. That's one of the things we're struggling them. struggling with the most. Is right, rising costs and you know, people are funny because they're like, "Well, the price is going up," and I turn around and I'm like, "Do you know how much more we have to pay someone to come to work now?" It's yeah. so you know the fuel prices, everything's just going to be. People tough. don't take that into effect. They don't. And I mean, they they got to look at that. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, like we mentioned Joe Ailer earlier. You God, remember when lumber was going sky high? Yeah, they have to. You you have to adjust, and people don't realize mm-hmm. that. Yep. You know, but oh God, um, oh, it did it again. <laughs> well, it definitely sounds. I don't like... know what's going on with me. Today. <laughs> it definitely sounds like if you are part of the Klein's family shop, right? You are part of the family, whether your last yes. name is Klein or whatever that. Every member of your staff is a member of your family. Yeah, they are. And we really take pride in them. I've gone to weddings for our associates. We, you know, really try to be a part of their family. And like I said, like I probably know more than I should about people. But I really, that's one of the things I really like to do is talk to someone and get to know about, you know, what they like to do on the outside. Because, you know, as much as we spend time at work, there are other things we like to do. Now, I remember the question I wanted to ask earlier now. Um, do you guys also deal with local places as far mm-hmm. as like meats and vegetables and all that? So meats, we really don't. Um, okay. So we, the our biggest struggle is a lot of places want to supply us, but mm-hmm. we don't do like a size of a farmer's market. Like if you run out of right. apples or run out of something at a farmer's market, it's okay. If we run out of something at a grocery store, it's not okay. So we do partner with local farms, though. Um, we partner with Grimmel Farms for corn. Um, we partner with Lures for apples and apple cider. And then our one of our biggest produce partners is Bulgers out in Westminster. Yes. Um, they have a truck, so they actually can deliver to us. So we do get peaches, apples. They make pies, donuts, all different things we get. But we do we do really try to partner with local my cousin David is in charge of that. Um, mm-hmm. So he partners. I mean, every day he's bringing us another local vendor he's got in. I like, can't think of any right now besides the main ones. We have like <laughs> Burger Cookies, Otterbein, right. um, Smith Island Cakes. We do have Jimmy's. I heard you guys talking about Jimmy's earlier. We have Jimmy's Seafood um, Crab Pretzels in the stores too. So, yeah. And all, Wait a minute. Okay, back up. So the Smith Island Cakes and Jimmy's are in all the stores? Yes, they are. Really? Yes. 
Oh, I think I might have to go grocery shopping now. <laughs> I'm literally thinking I might have to stop at the Main Street shop before I head home tonight. Yeah. The, the Jimmy's pretzels are really good. Yes, so. they are. And those guys are awesome to work with, too. So we, we did a commercial shoot with them, and that was fun. And so it was really cool. Wow. Well, Sarah, I want to thank you so much. And tell everybody again how they can you know, get the website mm-hmm. and if they have any questions, how they can contact yeah. somebody. So if you just go to shoprite.com, um, you, it's our website. You can also, there's, I think, a contact us form on that too. And you can send it in if you're looking for charitable requests. And if our other charitable request website too is Klein Shoprite Charitable Fund. And that is for the stores, for donations from the stores too. Actually, before we do wrap it up, mm-hmm. can you talk a little bit about sure. that, the charitable fund? Sure. So our three main focus areas are health, hunger, and 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 ugh, and education. Mm-hmm. Um, so clearly health is really important to us as we're very involved with the hospital up here right. and with the crisis center as well. So that's one of our big focuses. But um, hunger, we run grocery stores. So, you know, our big thing is getting people to eat. So mm-hmm. we actually partner with the Maryland Food Bank every year, and we give, a, we give them $90,000 a year to spend wow. in the store. Yes. And then education, wow. because everybody needs an education. So Yeah. Wow. I didn't re- realize you got $90,000 mm-hmm. to the food bank? Yes. Yep. And I have a funny feeling they're going to need that this winter. Yeah, I'm sure they will. And we also do a day where we take our associates down there and help pack boxes for the food bank, too. Oh, that is awesome. Yeah, so we like to give back as much as we can to the community. Well, and that's one of the things I brought up in the beginning. When it comes to clients, you guys have always been big in the community giving back. And I I, I don't think a lot of people realize how mm-hmm. much you guys have actually given back. And I want to thank you for that. Well, thank you. Because that's, uh, and please to all the employees, because yeah. I know a lot of the employees are involved with that. Well, you know, my grandparents always said, we're not just a business here. We also live here. Right. So we live in Hartford County. We're a part of Hartford County. And so we just want to make sure we give back to the county that has helped us. So I love that. Well, Sarah, once again, thank you so much. You're and welcome. Thanks uh, for having me. In, oh, my, my pleasure. My pleasure. And if you see Joe before we do, <laughs> just just tell him Ryan Maddenly said that he was going to whoop him up in some chamber of wrestling Ooh. event. Oh, wrestling. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know uh, if I'd go up against Joe. He can be mean but, sometimes. <laughs> Joe? I don't know. Well, you know what? Yeah, he he has gotten on. He has picked on me a lot during the podcast, uh, my other podcast. Yeah. So, Lauren, you were trying to speak, and I think you're muted. I was. I was. Was it wrestling or thumb wrestling? I, that was what Ryan was trying to decide. No, I don't know. They may think thumb wrestling, but we're going to get it kicked up to regular. We might wrestling. have to sell tickets for that. Oh, oh yeah, we definitely will. And I know somebody's got a wrestling ring, so. We'll <laughs> oh wow, that's interesting. <laughs> Sarah, thanks a lot. Thank you guys. Bye. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Hartford Business Beat. If you're a member of the Chamber and you would like to come on the podcast, just contact me. Email rbennett, that's two N's, two T's, at harfordcountyliving.com. Again, rbennett at harfordcountyliving.com. Or you can find me on Facebook or LinkedIn. And we'll go ahead and get it scheduled and get you set up so you can come on. You can tell everybody about your business, whether they're in the chamber or not. They're going to find out more about you. Again, rbennett at harfordcountyliving.com.
www.harfordcountyhealthcare.com. Until next time, my name is Rich Bennett with Harford County Living. Stay safe and stay busy.